ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. We are here on a Monday night, our Monday night premiere, because we are here to talk about professional wrestling. Weird. It's weird. So we're going to talk some ROH news. What? Why? Some CMLL news. Uh, what? Some AEW news? Wait a minute. What? I think we have another show for that one. Oh, we'll get into that later. But of course, also, because we don't have an episode of SmackDown to talk about, we're going to talk about tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. Isn't that cool? No. It's well, still raw. That's, that's true. Well, I'm Owen. Joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? That actually is not cool. All right, when you put it that way. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash pro wrestling, which is still a thing that we should not legally be allowed to have, and yet... Yep, well, too bad. And yet... Check us out there, we're monitoring the chat over there, and our Twitter, at PWDOTC. So, send us your questions and your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit... Owen. John. It's Monday. It's a Monday. This is our new thing now. We, we're not, we don't do wrestling podcasts on Wednesdays. Well, you don't. What are you talking about? No, we don't, Twitter. Do, we don't do wrestling podcasts on Wednesdays. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. You do. I mean, you would if you weren't a coward. I am a coward. Sorry. You should be. Oh. That's the thing, John. Like, do you want to just jump into the news? Because that's our first news story. <laughs> I'm. Does that qualify as news? Okay. It, it is wrestling news. All right. Sure. If, if that's how you want to put it. All right. Let's jump into wrestling news. I mean, unless you want to talk about Super Kirby Clash some more. Nope. I'm level 72. You're still playing that. Wait. Sorry. I'm level 73. Great. I have not put in any money yet. Did you get your uh, apples from the Tetris? No, they haven't sent them out yet. What the fuck? It's fucked up. I I read some people speculate or that someone heard that like they're going to send them out on the seventh, which that's bullshit. I need them nine nine apples right now. Actually, I don't really need them. I, I'm kind of good on apples right now, but like, but I want them. It's the principle of the thing. Damn it! Exactly. You earned them. Anyway, wrestle news. <laughs> Hey, John. What's up, Owen? The biggest wrestling news of the week is that the reason we're on a Monday is because we have a new podcast joining ProWrestling.Cool that is going to not air live right away, but we're working on that, but it will be up as a podcast on Thursday morning. I mean, yeah, we talked about that last week. I know, but we have a name for it. Yeah, we we do. It is the heel alternative. Yep, it's it's heel alternative is our our show or my show, I guess. Yeah, it's your, with Trace and Oscar. It's your show. But yeah, that that that's one of the reasons why I'm not on the show is because for years people have been listening to Heel Turn. And it's been like kind of like I've been kind of running the show and you know setting up the format, and you know it's fine. All we're still doing that on the Mondays. But for the other show, 
I want you to have full control without me overlooking or being involved at all. And I want you to create your vision of a pro wrestling podcast. And you get the cover right. good wrestling. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm excited for this weird fucking Wednesday shit that it's gonna be. This is this is gonna be strange, but it's gonna be fun. And I get to cover I actually get to, you know, look, it's gonna be exciting when I get to actually like, you know, put a bunch of passion to the stuff that I'm actually really interested in instead of like, you know, let, let's be honest. I still watch Raw and SmackDown. Well, sometimes SmackDown, but Raw definitely. But like as we're gonna get to, it's not like I'm really enjoying it for the most part. Well, it's People enjoy our suffering, so we're gonna keep on suffering. But you get we sure are, Owen. You get to you get to have a good time on Wednesday though, because you'll be joined by Trace, who people will know as the guy who does the the New Japan podcast with me over on our Patreon, and Oscar, who is banned from this show that we're on, but he's technically it's a different show, so he's allowed to be on that other one until until we execute the loophole. True. We've we figured out a loophole. It, it's good. Yeah, we're not going to say it on the air though. But we'll f- if if we is need he in to. the chat, is he hearing this? I he he might listen to it. I don't want. I don't. Someone might tell him we got narcs <laughs> in the chat. So no, don't. True. We do have a lot of narcs out there. Yeah. Stitches get stitches. Don't forget it. Indeed. And for the best, yeah. Uh, for the oh, best, what, what if he said, finally said the word no. But if you are a fan of Zocast, you should tune in. In the near future. <laughs> he should... We should make that happen. We should make that happen. But anyway, yeah, uh, as you as you alluded to, uh, yeah, basically we're treating uh, the launch of, of Heal Alternative, or the, the launch month, October, as kind of just like a pilot phase and just like, you know... Figuring out the format, experimenting with it. We're, we're basically going to be recording it on Wednesday nights and then putting it up on, on Thursday mornings, uh, while I figure out, like, you know, some computer things and, like, figure out some of the branding and all that stuff. Uh, the plan, though, is by, uh, by full gear, uh, by, by November, early November, we are going to be streaming live over on, uh, you know, this very channel at, uh, Wednesdays at 11. That's awesome. But yeah, mm-hmm. my, my role will just be, um, you know, producing it. Afterward, near the podcast version, I will not be hands-on with the formatting or demanding anything of you guys to cover. You guys cover whatever you want. If you guys end up not wanting to talk about an episode of NXT, you want to talk about something else, go ahead. Probably shouldn't do that, since the show is about AEW and NXT. But I can't stop you. Also, while we have Run the Bastard uh, in the chat... We should probably have him, uh, you know, provide some music for it because he's the music man. He's good at the music. He does the theme song for this. Wait, no, mistaken is the theme song for this show. He does the theme songs for the other podcasts. Got some. Th- don't don't worry about it. Oh wait, you have some ideas. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm now. I'm excited. Never, never mind, run the bastard. Though, if you want to do wrestling music anyway, you know. Feel free. Oh, he's doing wrestling music for another wrestling thing. That's right. That's public knowledge. Also, we got that. No, we have to fig- finish that other thing too for the other podcast. So, no more projects. Fine, fair enough. But yeah, Run the Master is also working on a video game called Retromania, which is uh, they announced a new character this week, who's with the WWE now. So that's weird. What are you talking about? No, he's not. 
Uh-huh. He's very emphatic that no, he's not, and people don't know anything. Well, he didn't show up tonight, so... It's bullshit. He should have showed up tonight. Yeah, she should have showed up and made out with Lana. Oh, man. <laughs> Spoilers. I mean, we were saying it, that, like, Lana and they're doing a wife swap thing, and now Rusev is with Taya. You almost nailed it, John. You almost nailed the storyline. If only I was right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's way I, worse. If only I didn't will this into existence, sort of. It's way worse than you could have imagined, but we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, let's let's actually cover some wrestle news. But yeah, make sure you... But the, everyone, make sure it'll be on the same podcast feed as this podcast, and also on prowrestling.coolandzocast.com, so check it out. <clears throat> Their websites. Yeah. Next news. Um, how do you feel about Roosh? He's cool. How do you feel about He's Dragon Lee? Blanco. He's cool. He's his brother. They're CML wrestlers. No, they ain't. But not anymore. Because, uh, did you know that Ring of Honor had uh, Death Before Dishonor this past weekend? I did. And uh, Roosh won the ROH title. Fuck you, Matt Taven. And also, uh, Dragon Lee showed up in the <clears throat> to make the TV title match a triple threat for some reason. Because why not? I mean, it was unadvertised. If you have Dragon Lee, you should probably advertise it. Yeah, but maybe they didn't know they were going to have Dragon Lee until the last minute. Yeah, so, something weird's going on because afterward, Roosh put out a video saying they ain't with CMLL anymore. So... D- Basically, the story is here is that Roosh and his uh, and and their father uh, were both all you know all three of them were signed to CMLL. Uh, Roosh and their father apparently their contracts just like expired and they just said no, we're out, we're we're walking. Uh, and it sounds like Dragon Lee was fired. Yes, you know why Dragon Lee was fired? I the story that I've heard is that they were very upset that they told him not to perform at a. Battle of Los Angeles, and he said, I'm going to perform at Battle of Los Angeles, actually. Yep. And the big reason that there was a big no-no with that is that show involved AAA talent. And CMLL does not like AAA at all. Get the fuck over yourself. Oh, CMLL, they're, they're idiots. Yes, I know. But hey, on the plus side, maybe we can finally get the fucking... Uh, Rouge Leparka hair versus mask match that they keep advertising and never giving us. Well, it could happen now. But yeah, this is very interesting because, you know, for, like, I guess CMLL and Ring of Honor don't really have a relationship now because that broke off with this. And now they also Ring of Honor also doesn't have a relationship with New Japan. So they don't have a relationship with CMLL anymore? I mean, Rouge and Dragon Lee were like that was the connection, and now they're not there. Hmm. Like, the, the, like Roosh has the gold in Ring of Honor and left CMLL, so that, I'm pretty sure CMLL's pretty mad about that. Yeah, probably. It's, it, did, did you hear the rumors that apparently Roosh got injured in the match? I did not hear that. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll get over it. Probably nothing major, right? I, I'm not sure. Okay. Might be an ankle thing. But yeah, the the other news story after that is that Roosh beat Matt Taven for the title at Death Before Dishonor. 
As and, I said, fuck Matt Taven. Yeah, and his contract is coming up, because that's public knowledge now for some reason, because of dirt sheets. Yeah, pretty much. But, they had... I mean, because dirt sheets were digging into what the fuck's up with Marty Skrull, and why didn't he win at the ladder match, when clearly he should have won at the ladder match. Agree, he should, he should still win the title. But yeah. Probably won't, though. No, he won't. But uh, Matt Taven uh, was also part of the TV taping at the same arena the next day, <coughs> and he addressed it and says, nah, fuck that, I'm staying. He basically cut a babyface-ass promo. Which, I don't like that. I don't like him. No, no one should like him. Does anyone like him? There are some people at the Garden that like them, but the Garden is full of bad people, so I don't know. It feels like the only people that person that actually really likes him. Well, okay, it's two people. It's it's Joe Coff and Delirious, and uh, we want Fire Guy probably. Oh God! <laughs> uh, I don't think we want Fire Guy actually likes anything except for except for Fire. Fire. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> But yeah, that's the news with the Ring of Honor. I got some WWE news. We now return to the regularly scheduled content of being irrelevant. Indeed, but you know who's relevant now suddenly? Who's that, Owen? CM Punk. He sure is. Boy, he's been real active on Twitter again. Oh, I haven't been seeing this. What's he been up to with that? fucking burying Colt Cabana. Yeah, but that's weird because, like, this this isn't a news story, but they settled their their issues, like, legally. Yep, they did. So, why the fuck's he still burying them? Because he's fucking accusing him of being greedy, and that, like, uh, he tried to use him for his money. Oh, fuck off, CM Punk. Well, I guess he's not fucking off because uh, he had an audition for the WWE backstage show that's going to be on FS1 in November. Which, again, we should clarify, uh, is a show that is not produced by WWE. It is a Fox production that is using WWE talent. Yep, and that's why he's even being brought up as someone who would be part of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And Wade is like their deal with uh, with 2K, where like 2K and THQ, like when they when they're making the games, like obviously they have to like do things, you know, by WWE's like you know standards and all that stuff. But like they have leeway to do shit to get away with shit that like WWE might not really want them to do. But like they can't be like, no, you can't do this. See, for example, getting cool with Ultimate Warrior like six months before WWE did. Indeed. And apparently Sam Punk might... Like, apparently it went well, and Renee Young was present during the uh, the audition. But have it you, makes sense. Have you heard some of the names that Fox also brought in for this? Audition? No, I haven't, actually. Like, X-Pac was one there. Sure, that'd be fun. He'd be real high. Rey Mysterio, which I'm- is weird because he's an active wrestler. Yeah, that's kind of weird, but, you know, hey, I like Ray. Uh, what about Taz? It's Taz! Yeah, it's, 
some weird, some weird choices that they were. I mean, I, I, I would see why you would bring in Taz. Like, I'm, I'm good, thanks. But you know, yeah, I see why you do it. Like, I see why Fox would do it. I don't see why WWE would do it because they're not. <laughs> yeah, because they wouldn't, and they're not doing it. Yeah, I'm curious to see if Punk actually gets, uh, you know, a role in what it would be, since the show's being hosted by Renee and Booker T. Booker T is a very strange choice for the, the co-host. Uh, I don't know. I like him having shucky-ducky, quack-quack moments of the week. No, don't... Hey, you know I love Booker, and I'm not going to complain about this at all, but, like, I don't know. It, it seems like a weird mix to go with him and Renee. Well, Booker's... I don't really, I don't really see them as having, like, a, a dynamic. I feel like you, they could totally work. Like, Renee would be just laughing at how stupid he's being, and Booker can just yeah, I suppose. and stuff. I don't know. I just, look, I mean, I guess I'm being unfair here, but, like, whatever, man, I'll just lay my cards down on the table. Who gives a fuck about this show? Like, I, I just want, I just want fucking Tuesday Night Titans, man. I mean, I'm hoping that's I just want someone is. to have that love-hate relationship like Gorilla and, and Bobby have. I feel like they, they could have this, and if not... The problem is Renee's too nice for that. You know who's not too nice for that? Who's that? CM Punk. That's very true. So it could work. Give them the old, like, you know, jackets, too. Go all the way with it. He'd be very into that, I hear. Yeah, so let's do it. Let's make it happen. What else is in the news, Owen? One more bit of news, which broke during, like, the final hour of Raw is that AEW got their TV deal in Canada. Hey! Thank God they broke this news today instead of tomorrow, because that would have sucked. For us, because we do the podcast tonight. Hey, you know, it would have been okay for Canada still. Yeah, as long as they got it before Wednesday. Because the deal is, it's going to be on TSN. Damn! And it's going to be on... That's basically Canadian ESPN. Well... That's the thing, though. I'll get into that in a minute. But it, they're going to carry it live on Thursday, uh, on Wednesdays. Sorry. It's going to be live on Wednesdays, 8 to 10. Simulcast at 8? All right. And uh, the interesting thing is TSN was the WWE's home until 2006 when they decided to distance themselves from wrestling and focus more on sports. And that's when the score picked up WWE, which became Sportsnet 360, which is where they currently are. All right, then. But the reason why I said slow your horses on uh, the whole the Canadian ESPN thing is that uh, you know how ESPN has, like, two channels in the U.S.? Yeah. And then ESPN3 is, like, their web thing? Uh, TSN has five. Yeah, again, they are the Canadian ESPN. ESPN has a lot of channels, including ones you're not naming, like ESPNU. Uh, oh, shit, you're ES- right. ESPN News. ESPN, uh, oh god, what's the other one? Uh, Classic? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Oh god, they didn't get rid of that, did they? That was like the one thing I liked. I think that's, Dave, ESPN News. I know that. Ah, man. I like Classic. I like when they showed the old boxing matches. I think that's just part of ESPN Plus now. Alright, fine. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, some of those smaller channels on ESPN, like, you don't really, like, 
they'll get a lot of focus. So I mean, that's fine, but you know what what they do do is they show cool shit like fucking weird log cutting championships and yeah. like other weird nonsense like that. Esports, like you know, it's no, still a no, platform. Main ESPN shows esports. Well, it used to be too. I I think it's a mix of both. Depends on if it's uh, Evo or not. I'm just saying, it, it, two was typically where they showed it. So if they're showing it on one now, like that's that's some real shit right there. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like point we, being, we don't know yeah, which it, channel. We don't know which channel, but like it doesn't. Honestly, who cares? The fact that they're on any of them is yeah. still good. Yeah, the important thing like, is, so long as it's not like you know a channel that's like you have to pay extra for. I was say it's more important that it's not a channel that airs hockey on Wednesdays. That's also true. Because Wednesday night is hockey night. There's a whole thing going on with NBC about that. Have you have you heard about that? No, I haven't actually. Oh yeah, they're they they signed a multi year deal deal with Green Day. And Green Day is gonna essentially do the are you ready for some football equivalent for hockey for the US. <laughs> what? Yeah, Rhythm Master's pretty stoked about it, apparently. I didn't know he was a big hockey fan. Uh, oh, oh, this is what you're doing now, Billy Joe? I mean, they're touring with Weezer, so, you know, pretty does, much selling out. Does Green Day know what hockey is? Do they know what wrestling is? Because they were the theme for SmackDown for a while. What was, what song? No, Your Enemy was the theme for SmackDown for a while. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Rhythm I'm Avengers not sure is. they know what wrestling is. Yeah. But Vinvich says now he's a hockey fan, so good. Good for him. We'll watch wrestling on Wednesdays. He can watch it's hockey. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. Oh, God. They should do a song like that for hockey. That'd no, crazy. that's fine. Please don't. Okay. But yeah. We don't... So, hopefully by Wednesday, when you guys do your podcast... Oscar will be able to find where it is on Canadian TV and watch it. I'd appreciate that. I'd really like to know who, which one of us is going to watch which show. Yeah, I should probably plan that. I mean, it's kind of hard when one of the people lives in a place where they might not have access to either show. I mean, he has access to... Oscar has access to the TSN channels. So he'll be able to, to see it. Yeah, but there's also another show that airs on Wednesday that oh, he yeah, can't he, currently oh, watch. Yeah, he, he absolutely can't cover that. Unless, you know, he finds ways, you know. Which we can't fault him because they literally aren't giving him an option. Shit. Man, now Trace and I are going to have to decide between who's going to watch NXT. I really want to watch AEW. Well, here's the good news, John. You can watch both. <laughs> you can always watch the replay of one of them. Yeah, but I have to actually cover. One of us has to cover it. You guys can figure it out. That's not my problem. I'm not on that podcast. God damn you. Instead, John, I wrote a lot of notes about Monday Night Raw, which went on the air tonight from yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, you sure did. From Phoenix, Arizona. It's the home of the Royal Rumble coming up. Hooray! But yeah, it's also the season premiere. And wait, no, it's not. It was the the Royal Rumble that just happened. What? 
Wait. All right, Houston's getting the Royal Rumble comings up is t- Houston, you dork. Whatever. I, I'm sorry. They're all baseball stadiums down in the hot areas. I don't know. You're a baseball stadium. Thank you. You're breaking home run records because you made the balls lighter. It's me. I did it. Thanks, Bud Selig, even though you're not Bud Selig. You're welcome. Rob Mansford? Was that your name? I I don't don't fucking know. I don't know. John, the Phillies are out of baseball right now. I don't give a shit. Oh, and why the baseball man make the game bad? Um, because money. That's why. It didn't work, though! They're still making money. They just had to put less effort into it. But not as much as they wanted to. It's true. NFL's still king. What if baseball's still on TV but Modarn? I mean, Robo Baseball, I'm in. Let's go. Let the robots play baseball. What if WCW's still on TV but Modarn? I'll find out Thursday morning with Heel Alternative. Yeah, find out Thursday morning with Heel Alternative. Good plug. But there we go. But, anyway. But yeah, Raw. What if, Raw but Phoenix, Owen, what? what if Monday Night Raw still on TV but Modarn? No, no, it's what if Monday Night Raw is still on TV but in the Azure era? Because that's what we got. Shit. Especially with that ending segment. <sighs> we sure did. But yeah, like I said, from Phoenix, Arizona, our pal Ryan, who lives there, did not go to the show for some reason. I don't know why. It was such he a good was episode. intimidated by the half pipe. Yeah, there's a new set because we're in the, the new era of USA and Fox having shows. Owen, oh, they have competition, so they brought back Pyro. That also happened. They also brought back Pyro, and not just some Pyro. There's Pyro on the entire stage. They got flame jets on, like, the light rigging. It's so good. I love it. It burns. It goes off every single time Seth Rollins comes out. It's rad. Yeah, there's pyro for some people you didn't expect to have pyro. It's really good. We'll get, we'll Who get didn't it. you expect to have pyro? That I'll, had it. I'll I'll mention it when we get there. Actually, I can think of one. There's that, one person you mention it? that I went, that's really surprising they got pyro. And there's one person who I thought was going to get pyro, and they did not. Again, we will get to that. But first... John, the opening video with with whatever that band is. Skillet. Skillet. What did you think of the opening? It felt very much like 2000s WWE. Yeah, it's like, oh, this band's playing, or they're playing a song, and there's these wrestlers. Here's a question. Do you think the wrestlers they showed on there is going to dictate the draft, or are they just going to... Did they just shoot a bunch of people and they have it all set up for whatever? I was wondering that because I thought it was really fucking weird that Bailey was on there. Yeah, right? There are a lot of people, like Roman Reigns was on there too. Feels like a spoiler! Styles was also on there. I mean, well, Styles is currently on Raw. Yeah, but the same, and Reigns. So it's. Reigns, though, I feel, feel like, like. You wouldn't put them on the same show. Look, man. I was just throwing it out there. I feel like Reigns is one of those ones where it's like, even if he's not on the show, you put him in there because he's basically the Cena role. Fair. I'm very curious where he ends up going with the. Draft. I think he stands on SmackDown. That'd be good. I think I think that'd be a good move. 
But yeah, um, I, I think I here's what I next week. here's what I think is going to happen. Uh-huh. He stays on SmackDown. Kofi goes to Raw. That'd be cool. But but the whole new day goes to Raw. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Well, John, good news. Next week we can do all our predictions for the. The next week will essentially be us doing our uh, predictions. For yeah, the I know. Hey, I know. We're we're gonna get to it. We have a really busy episode coming up next week. So instead, let's get to what happened in this episode. Indeed, with the uh, Rey Mysterio being the first one to come out, and the first and, one. Oh wait, well first we have our new announced team. Oh yeah, I... let's just go over it quickly. Uh, it's Vic Joseph, Dio Madden, and Jerry the King Lawler. So here's what I will say about them. I don't like them. I Vic and Dio are very inoffensive. Yeah, they are. They're not bad. I think they're doing a they're doing a serviceable job. That basically, it feels no different than listening to fucking Michael Cole and Byron Saxon. That's, like it really doesn't. I disagree with Byron Saxon, but go on. Like it, it doesn't really feel like they're you know. It it just feels like they're in the fucking WWE mold of just like you know saying the things that like their announcers are going to say and not deviating from that. And then Jerry Lawler is Jerry fucking Lawler. Yep. And everything that that entails, making fucking get in my belly references in twenty fucking nineteen. Yeah, we'll get to that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this was uh. Yeah, the problem was though that the inoffensive thing also means they kind of like blended into the background, and I just didn't pay attention to what they were saying. Yeah, absolutely. No, that I can, bad. I definitely that definitely happened, and I definitely thought about that happening as it was happening. And and you know what? Honestly, I will say that I kind of leaned towards you know what it being so bland and inoffensive that I just kind of like forget it's even there is a lot better than it usually is. Which is I just listen to it and I'm like. What the fuck are they saying? Oh my fucking god. Which, granted, certain people had a couple of those moments mm-hmm. on this very show. Yep. I could think of a few. Boy, I mean, I understand why you would want to have, like, a legend and someone that's, like, done this uh, for a very long time to anchor your, like, two newbies that you have running like the, you know, one of the big shows for the first time. But fucking A, really? Yeah, it's not great. But uh, we have a question from the chat. Uh, Cora right. is asking if Michael Cole is going to SmackDown or if he's finally getting his backstage role. Like, one, he has that backstage role. He just also yep, he, is on in front of the screen, and yes. yeah, he is the yeah that he is totally that backstage. It's just he's you know still the voice of it. And no, uh, the Ross, the entire Raw announced team is going to SmackDown. So yeah, SmackDown's sort of. going to be sort of because Renee's not on the commentary table. I thought she was. She's a special correspondent. Is it just a two two person booth? That's it, what we were led to believe. Huh. But I don't know right. what Renee's role is, but she's going to be doing stuff. Okay. Then, you know what? That's Corey. If, look, if they, they really let Corey lean into being the heel commentator, like, that that could be interesting. It's. I feel like it's going to be a very more sports, you know, centric approach to wrestling. What, by presentation, sports. presentation wise. You could do sports commentating and still be an asshole. 
I know, but I meant the two-man booth and, you know, Renee being around, you know, probably, like, chiming in, like, from ringside or something. I like this. Yeah. I think it's going to be... I think the the uh, the way they're going to present these two shows are going to be very different, and I'm very curious to see how it goes. That I figured as much, because, yeah, it, it definitely does seem like this is... SmackDown is very much going to be Fox's vision, whereas... Raw is going to continue to be the Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn show. And as, uh, as John the Coachman, of all people, mentioned on Twitter, that he, like, is mentioning that Fox is not just a, you know, a broad, you know, just like, you know, a platform for WWE. They're more of a partner because they're being active in the production of this stuff. Like, they're not just saying, here, we're giving you airtime, do your thing. They're, they're actually being involved with the way the show's being put together and, you know, doing the WB backstage show and stuff and all the promotion yeah, on all the other shows. Like, they're all in, and it's exciting. No, all, all in was the other one. You know what I mean. They are, they, they bought, they, they buy it in. They did the buy in for the. No, that's 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 the one that's uh, the, tune in this Thursday morning. All right, they're g- where we do the buy-in on telling you that yeah, this commentary is not great. Yeah, it's not great. So let's get to, into the show because we got a bunch of cover. Because the first person to come out was Rey Mysterio, and this was a bad first impression of the stage. I did not like. Why is that? I did not like how they did it because you know how his video is just his eyes and a bunch of different masks? Yeah. They just like mirrored it onto the bottom part and it so it was an upside down face that he was walking on and I didn't like it. I was kind of into that honestly. I didn't like it at all. I'm like is that what we're doing? Because if this is ever if this is how they're doing all of them, I'm not on board. Look, they're still figuring it out, okay? Oh, they figured it out with the rest of the entrances. The other ones were fantastic. Like, hell, the person that interrupted the segment had a great one. But... Also, I want to point out that the, when the show kicked off with the uh, opening, we had a pyro display. That was fun. Remember those? Yeah, it felt like we mentioned that with the whole pyro's back. Yeah, I, I meant, but they had the opening segment of it, not just it was in the show. Well, yeah, I mean, of course they did. They always do. Not always. Sometimes they're like, we don't have enough time, we gotta rush into the talking segment. I mean, they don't, sometimes they don't show it, but like, they'll st- they still do it in the arena. No, they don't. Really? No, because they don't spend, they're not gonna spend the money to not put it on the TV. I- I've been to many shows where, during the, the Pyro era, where we didn't have Pyro to open the show. Huh. It was a bummer. That sucks. I know. But what it was good, because sometimes when they did that, they did it for main event instead. I was like, hey, main event gets pyro. That's weird. But yeah, Rey Mysterio came out, and, uh... Wearing jeans, and I was immediately like, okay, what the fuck? Because King was like, oh, the, the Universal Championship match is gonna happen now! King's an idiot, number one. Ah! Thank you, King. But, yeah, he was coming out, you know, to cut the promo and, you know, say that how excited he is to have the uh, the Universal title match here. 
in Phoenix, you know, which is a very Latin-heavy area. And he thanked Dominic, who was sit- sitting at ringside, you know, for helping motivate him to, you know, get back in the ring and, you know, push himself to get to the spot. And then Brock Lesnar's music hit. Hey, what's up? And everyone passed out when we woke up. Everyone was dead. So, you no, know, what really happened was Brock Lesnar came out with Pyro. And that was awesome. It was very Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but it's, we haven't seen that in years. It was nice. Uh, well, yeah. And his stage graphics looks real cool because it's the first time we saw like this top screen. I mean, we have we've seen it recently. It's just you know we saw it at like SummerSlam or WrestleMania. I was gonna say Saudi Arabia. <sighs> we're not acknowledging that one. Oh, we're gonna acknowledge it later in the show. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But yeah, it was the first time seeing like full-on graphics built for the stage with the curved bottom, and it looked cool. I like it. So Brock Lesnar's... Yeah, it's neat. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's just said, yeah, it's neat. Yep. So Brock Lesnar comes in, grabs the microphone out of Ray Mysterio's hands, hands it to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's about to say his thing, but Ray Mysterio grabs the mic out of his hand. It's like, nah, though. And Lesnar's like, nah, though, here's an F5. And then, here's another F5. And then, he stares down Dominic, who's standing up in the crowd. And And then he said, as in the immortal words of Tony Yayo, I'ma end your whole fucking generation. And he murdered Dominic. Yeah, Dominic took a lot of good bumps. He got flung over the barricade. He took a nice back, you know, to the ring post. He got yeah. Dominic got his ass handed to him. Yeah, I'm glad he's trained in wrestling because he got fucked up. Uh, He took suplexes, and then fucking at the end, while he's beating the shit out of Dominic, he just f five his ring steer again. The ring is fuck him. Great. Then uh, Brock goes to leave, and he comes back, and he suplexes both of these guys so hard they go from one end of the ring to the other. Yes, you do. <laughs> when you Brock Lesnar, yeah. Uh, so after that, the agents come in to try to you know check on them because they're all pretty much dead. Then Brock Lesnar's like not coming back in, beats shit out, out of the agents. Fucking kicks Fit Finley out of the ring physically. Fucked, fucked up. up. Don't do that to Fit. It is ruled. And then during, then they showed like during, it was. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the best thing that happened in this entire episode. I will say. I agree. But what was not great was that they showed that during the break, them stabilizing Dominic and putting him on the stretcher, and by that I mean not stabilizing him at all. Look. <laughs> it's a real bad job. Look, Owen. The indie wrestlers that they got to play ambulance people are not well trained in this. They didn't even have the board to put them on. Apparently they didn't they decided not to splurge on uh convincing ambulance care uh set design in for Phoenix. Nope. 
Well, maybe that's how Phoenix is, though. I don't know. It probably is. But yeah, Ray kept apologizing to him, saying he's sorry. He's all sad. It, he's sad dad now. He took off his mask. What? Yeah, you didn't see it? No, I didn't see that part. Yeah, he took off his mask in the back of the in the back of the ambulance. Uh, I I need to go back and look at that. I totally missed you couldn't, that. You couldn't see his face because, like, you know the the window, like the oh. window was blurry. Okay, so like you know it, it obscured it. But like, no, he definitely took off his mask. Okay, that's like good. you could definitely see he he took off his mask and threw the mask down onto like you know onto the gurney that Dominic was on and just had his hand and his his hand covering his face. Okay, that's just good. continuing to cr- cry and and apologize to Dominic. That's good, at least. No, they, trust me, they did it. They did it in a smart way. It was just, oh, man, he took off his mask. Shit just got real. But what if he took off his mask and he had white paint on under it? Hear me yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Jushin, Jushin Mysterio, uh, Kishin Mysterio. Kishin Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. Let's go. Yeah, okay. You know what? I'd fucking watch that. I don't care if it's the Saudi Arabia show. I'd watch that match. That's how you get me, WWE. I mean, if you're going to do Keishin Mysterio... Exactly. Do it, you cowards. But yeah, this was a really good segment. I liked it a lot. If only the show was able to maintain this quality. Yeah. But next we had Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. And here comes the part where I'm surprised at Pyro, because I did not expect Alexa Bliss to get Pyro. Yeah, me neither. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, that's And then what when it happened, I was like, oh, you know what, I guess I do get it. It is Alexa, it is Blissy. But it's, it's cool. I like it. I like they're doing it. It's fun. So, those two come out, and during this entrance, I realized why Alexa has the tag belt. Is just so she can do her pose again, you know, with the belt over her shoulder. I mean, yeah, obviously. The only reason that belt exists now. I mean, yeah, obviously. Then Becky Lynch comes out. Yeah. To go on commentary. Yeah. Hey, at least she had the smoke back in her entrance when she pointed out. That that was pretty cool. I'm sure that that uh, Street Profits were very pleased. She had a blazer on. She said she was the businessman. I enjoyed that. That was pretty funny. But yeah. Th- but also, this whole thing was just completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. What was it? This is one the part where I went, okay, they're doing something different with the way they're presenting Raw now that SmackDown's gone. Is that the go to commercial set bit was Becky staying on the table. Uh, yelling at Sasha while Sasha's on the turnbuckle, yelling back at her. And we go to a picture-in-picture. That's the first time Raw has done that. It was for Gears 5. I think Raw's done it, like, once before. Maybe twice. But what was weird about this, it was just the Gears commercial, and that's it. Just one commercial, and we're back. It seemed like there were less commercials on this episode. That's cool. I mean, may, I'm just completely spitballing here. Maybe I'm t- completely just wrong, but like it seemed to me like there were less commercials during the match, like during the matches themselves. I felt like there were a decent amount of them, though. 
I think there were still a lot of commercial breaks, and I think there's still a lot of commercials like in the you know parts where they actually had breaks between segments. But yeah, I felt like there was less so during the matches. But I, again, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. So because Becky stood on the table, she's no longer on commentary. Instead, she's taping up her her fists while the match is going on, and then. Scott Steiner King is just yelling about like, oh, she, she promised me she wouldn't do this. She promised me she wouldn't get involved in the match. Oh, I guess she didn't promise me she wouldn't get involved after the match, though. Why, why would you bring that up? I don't want to hear about Jerry Lawler. Fuck Jerry Lawler. He, he, we have to. He ruined all of this heat. But then John, yeah, why the fuck? Did, yeah, why the fuck did Scott Steiner's siren play? Yeah, not Scott come out? Steiner's siren went off. Holler if you hear me. And that—that's it. Why are we still talking about this match? This match sucked. Scott, Scott Steiner. Also, you notice they tried to play it that didn't, off. It didn't actually suck, but it was really just not like it was nothing. They not they played it off as if. Uh, it was uh, Dominic, you know, being carried away in the ambulance. Yeah, was that what it was? Was that like they were cu- trying to like cut back to that, and they just fucked it up? I think they were just saying that was the noise you were hearing. But what was interesting is when you watched a clip of them pulling away, completely different siren. Huh? Then what was the noise? I, I think that's what they were saying. It was they're trying to play it off as that. But no, I get it. But what was it actually? I think that's what it was. They were trying to play it. They were trying to make it that without showing it, oh. saying, "Oh, we can hear the siren of the ambulance leaving." Oh, I see. I see. That's but the but the sounds didn't line up right. That's really stupid. Yep. But yeah, the finish of the match was uh, Sasha pretending to call out for Bailey and then rolling up Bliss with a handful of tights. I found this finish very confusing. Why is that? I don't know. It just it looked weird. She was calling for Bailey, and Alexa was looking around, going, "Oh shit!" And she got rolled up. I don't know. It, it's just this ending. It. I just was like, "Uh, what? Uh, oh, okay, sure." Yeah, that was cool. <sighs> and then Becky came out down to the ramp, and they fought, and Sasha exited through the crowd. And Becky cut a promo and saying that she can run now, but there's no escaping the cell. So that, that was your setup for the Hell in a Cell match. And, and, until the SmackDown match. Because we have that, remember. No Bailey on this show. What'd you think of that? That's fine. They're actually, like, kind of committing to the. The brand split bit there a little yeah. bit. It's weird. Smackdown, Smackdown champion. She ain't got no reason to be there. But she's been there like every week for the past like month. Yeah, but, you know. Okay. She doesn't have a reason to be there. She's just there. Could have helped, could have helped her friend. After this, we had uh, Charlie uh, interviewing Seth Rollins. We had a recap of the Bray Wyatt stuff from last week. And, uh, he mentions that Ray Mysterio is not healthy enough to compete tonight because of the attack by Lesnar. And, uh, but he will still defend his Universal title match tonight because he promised that to the fans. 
And uh, we don't know who it's going to be, but he's going to still do it tonight. I wonder who it will be. John, we watched the episode, we know. I know, that's why I'm being, that's why I'm kind of being like, do you even really need to bring this up? Who cares? The, seg- the segment was pointless in retrospect. Yep. But it was him saying that Mysterio was gone. So, after that, we had the Raw Tag titles. I mean, I feel like we kind of knew Rey Mysterio was gone when he fucking went in the ambulance with his son and took off his mask. Well, people have come back from ambulances when they went with someone. That's happened before. That seemed kind of definitive, I'm just saying. It's a three-hour show. There's time. But yes, it was definitive, because he did not come back. Raw Tag Titles... We had uh, Rudolph, the champs, taking on Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery, I think, are a SmackDown team. Yeah, I think so. But also, not gonna lie, I think this is probably the best match on the show. It was fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was fun. I think there was... Heavy Machinery's dumb as shit. I think there was one match that was probably better. All right, well, I guess we'll get to it. But it wasn't as long, so I, I guess I can see your point here. But yeah, um, one of the big spots was the double stalling suplexes by Heavy Machinery as we head into the first commercial break. But before that, John got his favorite moment of the night from Jerry the King Lawler. Yes. Uh... He, he did a fat bastard joke in 2019. Yeah, I, I, I know. We don't need to bring it. We don't need to bring it up again. It's funny though, John, because Otis is fat. He's very fascinated by it. I mean, I guess Scott Steiner really was here in spirit because it's just there through Jerry Lawler. Yep. Because it gets even better because Dolph uh, got right into the ring post and Tucker tagged in Otis, and you know how Otis gets fired up for his hot tag. Yeah, and just pelvic thrusts and jiggles and shit. He jiggles, and Jerry Lawler is just losing his mind over it. He can't believe this fat guy is just jiggling around. And Jerry Lawler sucks. Yeah, he does. But we did get to see a double caterpillar, which was fun, because I, I like Otis. Jerry Lawler sure liked that, too. I was I was not listening to him during this part, because I was in, this was for me. I was enjoying this one. Then, uh, they had the, it was Bobby Roode they had set up for the compactor, but Dolph Ziggler came in, super kicked, uh, Tucker as he was trying Incorrect. to- Incorrect. What? Zigzagged him, thank you. I thought he also super kicked him. He zigzagged him. But he zigzagged him first, then he super kicked him after, because he super kicked both of them. Uh, Tucker was the, uh the active man in the match, so Bobby Roode hit the glorious DDT, and they retained the titles. So, this was their chance to try to get it off this this makeshift team before the draft. I guess they have one more shot next week. Yeah, basically. It's a shame. I, I like Heavy Machinery. They should. I think they should have won. Eh. I don't see them breaking up Dolphin and Bobby Roode anytime soon. I wish they would. And do what with them? Nothing! Man, I like Bobby Roode. No, you don't. 
You like the concept of Bobby Roode. I think if they let Bobby Roode do stuff, he'd be cool. How is his NXT champion run? I liked his NXT champion run. I wasn't crazy about it. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was like a masterwork of work, right? But like he was a he was a good shitty dirtbag heel. It's just a shame that like the fucking person that brought him down was fucking Drew McIntyre. That's true. Drew McIntyre had a way worse title run. Yeah, like that's the that's the bigger problem here is that like we we don't like the baby face that took him down. Remember Drew McIntyre? I wish I didn't. He's, he's dead. I'm aware he's injured. Good. He'll turn. Can we not talk about the next segment? Nope. We got to because it's very important. <laughs> it's it's John's favorite moment of the night. It was Ms. TV. Was, Ms. TV with uh, two racists. Yeah. Well, one of them's more blatantly racist than the other. One of them said it on camera in a sex tape. The other, we just have all the stories from Teddy Long. True. So, this segment opens with a, a great line from Jerry Lawler. This could be the greatest Miss TV of all time. Fuck you. I mean, sure, I guess compared to, like, absolute garbage. Excuse like, me, the one with, with Dolph Ziggler, where they cut those, he cut that really vicious promo on him, was great. Remember <laughs> when he was, like, Last shot at the Intercontinental title. Yeah. It was really good. I like that Miss TV. Kill Miz was cool. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah, I sure do too. And Miz opens by sending condolences to Ray and Dominic Mysterio. So canonically, he's Dominic Mysterio, and I, I enjoy this. I'm into it. Yeah. And he says that he wouldn't know what to do with. You know, as a father, his uh, children got attacked like that by Brock Lesnar. And uh, then Ric Flair comes out, and his graphic says he's a 17-time world champion. Yeah, I pointed that out to you. Yeah, I I kind of, like, noticed it, but, like, kind of didn't think about it until you said it. I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, that was wait a, a second. <laughs> wasn't the whole point that, like, Cena wasn't allowed to tie him, and now... Cena is no longer tied with him? That's how it works. He's not allowed to tie him. That's why they gave him another one. Clearly, Rick won the WWE title at a house show. Did he, like, get the 24-7 championship or something, and they're counting that? That's not a world title. Is is this also that, like, R-Truth can't have more runs with 24-7 championship than Flair had? Maybe. I don't... It's weird. I don't know why there's a 17 there. And then Ric Flair got really handsy with the Miz, and I felt very uncomfortable, because he kept touching his coat. I just felt uncomfortable with this entire segment. And it was not the the only time of the night. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Hart came out with Hulk Hogan. He was there to make sure Hogan didn't say the N-word. I think... Yeah, probably. I think he accomplished that, because he did not say the N-word. I mean, we don't know. There is a seven-second delay. There were no censored bits, I don't think. Not that I noticed. They did a good job cutting it. Yeah, then the segment just sucked because all it was 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 uh, them saying their catchphrases and Miz fanboying. 
and Flair seeming kind of drunk. You don't say. I mean, he drunk. supposedly gave up drinking after his heart problem and his surgery. Yeah. That guy was going to last long. Come on now. He's Ric Flair. I know. And then, for some odd reason, they start getting really heated with each other, uh, Flair and Hogan. And I don't know what, where that came from. And I wrote, well, I know where it came from. I, and I wrote down, before anything else happened, I said, are they setting up a Hogan-Flair match for Saudi Arabia? And it turns out where it came from is Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And the answer is yes and no. Yes, they're having a match, but no, they're not going to be physically involved in it. They're just going to coach a Survivor Series match. It's not elimination, though. Oh, it's not? I didn't hear them say elimination. It might end up being elimination, but they didn't announce it as such. Wouldn't be surprised if it was. It's probably, it's probably going to be elimination. But yeah, it's a five-on-five -five match with them as the coaches. And Seth Rollins comes out as the coach for Team Hogan. And, right. and I wrote Seth is kind of a perfect pick if you think about it. And when we were ch chatting with Oscar er earlier tonight, he kind of laid it out blatantly why that's the case. And why is that? Because they're both fucking racists. <laughs> Got him. Yep. And uh, and they're both bad at Twitter. Uh, Randy Orton was Ric Flair's choice for the captain because they were in evolution together. I like that Randy Orton did not let Ric Flair finish saying whatever he was going to say. No, because he knew how drunk he was. And he's just kind of covered for it by Vic Joseph screaming, OUT OF NOWHERE! Interruption out of nowhere, it's so good. Uh, yeah. Then Orton has probably the best line of the night and tells Seth the crawl out of Hogan's ass. Yes, you do. And uh, then this, th as if this segment wasn't off the rails already, it got even further off the rails because they just challenged the other to a captain's match with Seth Rollins, who already has a match tonight. And they have to do this whole bit where they take all the like the microphones out of the ring and they have to take the carpet off and everything. In the middle of the segment, like not during a commercial break, mm -hmm. and instead of a match, Corbin just shows up and beats the shit out of Rollins. It's very cool. And then they had uh, remember this great feud that we all really enjoyed. The, yeah, the Rusev came out and helped Seth Rollins. Sure, okay. And you asked if he's a babyface, and I said, I guess so. It get, turns out he's not. Or I is mean, he? he... <sighs> Should we just talk about it now? No. We gotta say that for the end. because it, it, We can't go on after that. But you're gonna make us go on after that. You have a whole bunch of things after that. Oh, the, It's gonna be rapid fire stuff after that. But yeah, uh, Rusev saves the day. So apparently they're also added into the team's it ends with the baby faces celebrating with Hogan and Jimmy Hart on stage to Real American and sure. We get the Charlie backstage. She was very busy tonight, by the way. Yeah. Uh, stops Rusev in the hallway. Uh, she asks the important question, where's Lana? 
And Rusev had the saddest look on his face, and I thought that they were going to say that she died. He was so upset. Jesus. But he said he's not talking about his problems at home, and that he's challenging Seth to the Universal title match. So they pretty much telegraphed that there was a storyline involving Lana coming up. Did, did, did you enjoy this? Without no. the context of what happens later? No. Like, and it doesn't matter if I enjoyed it without the context of what happens later, because we have the context of what happens later, which ruins it anyway. What about what about AOP? Do you like AOP? Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand where any of this is going, but like, yeah, they're cool. But John, he bring who, back Paul Ring, you cowards. But John, he who is violence becomes the author of pain. Yeah, pretty much. It was a cool. It was a cool promo. I liked it. Yeah, it was fine. They, they're they're very violent. Yeah, no, it was cool. It's just like the. The third one of these they've done. Yeah, I get it. They're all been different. AOP's cool. I like them. It's better than just having squash matches. They've been different, but they've all basically been the same. Violence. I'm, I'm sure they're going to debut after the draft. Yeah, I assume so. Speaking of tag teams, how about the Viking Raiders against the OC? I mean, it'd be cool if they didn't just do this, like, last week. They do this every week, John. Hopefully they get split up in the draft, so we can stop doing this match. I don't... This match seemed fine, but honestly, aside from, like, the one really troubling part, which had nothing to do with the match per se, uh, I couldn't tell you what was different about this match from the one that they had last week. Oh, I hated this match. It was so boring. Lots of rest holes, lots of chin locks. Like, the Viking Raiders are known for being, like, these crazy big guys that do high-flying stuff. And they did two of those at the very end of the match. Which was, you know, the Ivar doing the dive to the outside to take out the Carl Anderson. And then him jumping up to the top rope and doing the splash on the Gallows for the win. That was it. That was the only impressive thing in the whole match. It went through a commercial break, and it was very upsetting how long it was. Wasn't great. But, we're we're overlooking the the part where Dio Madden was explaining LARPing to Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, which is the part that made it just unbearable. I hated this. Why was this happening? Like, I understand that Dio is a huge nerd, and he's totally into LARPing. But don't talk to him about it with Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. It makes him sound like you're explaining it to your grandpa. And your grandpa's like, oh, that's cool. I don't get it, though. Because, you know, if, if we're being honest, all wrestling is LARPing. That's what wrestling is. Yeah, basically. So stop. We are all the LARP. LARP it up. Uh, we get more Charlie if we didn't have enough Charlie tonight. Uh, she confirms you have Rain Dominic coming back. And, uh, oh, man. But Brock's here. <laughs> he He's gonna address it. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, 
But then this great bit happens where Cesaro shows up and says, it's, Fuck Brock Lesnar. I wanted to beat up Dominic. It's pretty messed up. I don't know why Cesaro would want to beat up Dominic, but sure. Because why not? I mean, Cesaro has some weird hatred of Rey Mysterio. Remember? Like, remember earlier in the year when he basically said that he questioned if Samoa Joe actually is Dominic's father? I mean, it's, for some reason, I mean, it's, it's a it's a valid question. I mean, I suppose it is, but Samojo is everyone's uh, father, if you think about well, it. Yeah, I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying it was strange. But yeah, Cesaro just likes he he likes to show up and say, "I want to be in a storyline." <laughs> everyone's in a storyline, so I'm going to talk about their storylines. Maybe I'll get into one. It's me. I'm the storyline. Good news. Ricochet showed up and said, I'm also a small child. How dare you? I'll fight Who you. Who are you, sir, that is doing this thing and making these comments? I am bothered by this. Zoe challenges him to a match, and that's what we get next. This is a very strange justification for this match, but okay. It's better than nothing, but it was still weird. I suppose so. I like Cesaro's entrance with this new stage. A lot. It's fine. It seems about the same to me. I don't know. Well, the, the, I feel like the lights are more prominent that go out with, to the tune of the beginning part. And then, it, yeah, sure. then it's very green afterward. I, I like it a lot. But what the fuck was he wearing? Cause I don't understand this. Did he lose his gear or something? He was wearing, like, Long pants with like a belt and like sneakers, and those aren't wrestling boots. Like if it, if he wore wrestling boots, I'd get like it's a weird change in his and his attire. weird stretchy pants that he had. Like what the fuck were those? Eh. It's like he was wearing like sweatpants or like trainers or something. Oh, to be fair, I, like a tracksuit. Like to be fair, you'd want to wear like really comfortable pants if you're like traveling and like flying and stuff. So I get that. Yeah, it, it looks like the exactly it looks the kind of thing you'd wear on a plane ride. Yeah, which is probably where he wore it before this. Where's his ring gear? But also, John, they brought it full circle at the finish of the match. Which, by the way, it was short, but it was fun. I like this match. Uh, Ricochet wins with Mysterio's old finisher, the West Coast Pop. It's pretty good. So I'm like, you know what? Just it's justified. I enjoyed the little story they told there. Short and sweet. He had, and it is not the first time that one Ricochet has done the West Coast pop. Really? He did it a couple times. Look, John Graham. Huh. Okay. Okay. I would say I noticed in WWE, but that's cool. Yeah, not first time in WWE, definitely. But yeah, no. Remember, storyline: he and Rey Mysterio are from the same tribe, and that's why he stood up for him. On this episode of Raw, it all makes sense. Firefly Funhouse was next. Speaking of diminishing returns... Uh, everyone's real upset at the beginning, and I thought that it was because they were watching the episode of Raw, but it turns out that was not the case. I mean, it would make sense. I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if just 
everything terrible happened on Raw. Hey, look, maybe they went like a half hour into the future, an hour into the future, and saw what was going to happen later in the show, and fucking that's why Ramley Rabbit died of a heart attack. Ramley Rabbit fucking died. He'll be back. He always died. I know, but he fucking died. And I don't know why he died, but he he's... Like, they didn't just say, oh, he passed out. No, Bray... Bray fucking said he died. Oh, boy. Rambler Rabbit. Yeah, but he always dies. Bray... How many times has Bray killed him? Like, three times, maybe. Yeah, Bray's killed him a couple times. Mercy killed him once. Yeah. Wait, everyone's scared for Rollins because the Fiend's gonna murder him in the Hell in a Cell. And but Bray calms him down by giving an analogy to uh, Huskus the pig. That imagine Hell in a Cell is like a world without chocolate, and I think that's the perfect summation for how horrible the Hell in a Cell structure is. I mean, could you imagine a world without chocolate? Yeah, I can. You're not a big chocolate guy. Not not that big a chocolate guy. Uh, I like good chocolate. In moderation. I don't hate I don't hate chocolate. It's just yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not super big on chocolate. Yeah, so Bray just gets to this and starts talking about how fucked up the hell in a cell is. And then he says, Alright, everything's gonna be fine because I'm gonna go find the fiend and tell him to not be so harsh to Seth Rollins. And he runs off. And then he comes back and says, Just kidding, fuck you. And that was the segment. Not the strongest Firefly Funhouse to go into the pay-per-view. Really not. But I feel like we... Do you think we'd get one on SmackDown, or is this just going to be Raw? I could see them doing one for for SmackDown. I'm going to say they probably aren't going to, because they have so much other stuff to cover with all the legends being there. Unless he shows up to kill a legend. Also, I think that if you put him on SmackDown, then, like... Does kind of suggest that maybe he's not going to win the Universal Championship. Indeed, because Seth Rollins isn't going to be there, so makes sense. But yeah, it's, it's, he he had a good send off, you know, at the end of the show for the pay per view, but this Firefly Funhouse was not the best one they've done. We after this we had a United States Championship match between the AJ Styles and the Cedric Alexander. Do you like these gentlemen? Yeah, but I don't know why they're doing this match again after they've like sufficiently buried Cedric so many fucking times recently. Because it's good wrestling for the sake of wrestling. It was fine. Also, AJ Styles didn't have Pyro. That's fine. I was, this is the one I was surprised at. I'm like, he used to have Pyro, and now he just doesn't. Just give him his cool the cool lasers that he had that one time. That'll be cool. Maybe. They should do that, for sure. Give Ricochet back his lasers. Yeah, what the fuck? Where'd his lasers go? That's a good question. Put less budget into fire and more budget into lasers. I'm I'm gonna get Fox on the phone about that. But yeah, um, the spot going in the commercial was cool. I'll be pointing out these things. Which, uh, so Cedric was jumping into the ring. Uh, AJ caught him into like you know, like a fireman's carry, 
and then swung him over the top rope into a cutter, which kind of like choked him on the top rope. And then Styles jumped to the outside with a forearm and nailed him. That was a cool sequence. And uh, the match went through a commercial, and this was way better than their kickoff match, which was just a complete burial. Cedric actually got to look decent in this, and the finish was rad. It was a lumbar check, which got reversed into a kind of like a roll-up by Styles, but instead of going for the pin, he stands up, turns it into Styles Clash, hits it, and gets the victory. As you do. So, way less of a burial. Also, they didn't like have the OC come out and beat the shit out of a man for the match either, so it was... It was improvement. The OC was busy being dead. True. They had time to recover, though. What'd you think of this match? It's fine. Like I said, it was it was fine. Like I would have cared a lot more if I hadn't seen this match so many times already recently. Like, yeah. you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and not expecting to be diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that after the pay per view we start seeing a shakeup of things. Styles even have an opponent for the pay-per-view? I don't think so. Hell, I don't think Kofi has an opponent for the pay-per-view. No, he definitely doesn't. Yeah. I mean, every title doesn't... It's not Night of Champions. Every title doesn't need to be defended. And the Hell in a Cell matches are going to take a lot of time. So, you know, we don't have to have that big of a card. Like, hell, I, I'm pretty sure Nakamura doesn't have a match at the pay-per-view. Unless they set something up at the last second on uh, on Friday. What is the card? Is that, it for, is that it for this bad show? No, Street Profits. They're your guys from your other show. Yeah. they. We got them cutting a promo on the Undisputed Era on Raw. That was neat. That was weird. Montez was yelling a lot. He sure was. Was he on cocaine? No, he's on the smoke. They want the smoke, and I don't know what the smoke is. Oh, you know what it is. Is it weed? Probably. Or is it the NXT tag titles? I mean, it's probably the NXT tag titles, but remember, there was that one time in in Raw Reunion where Montez was... Angelo was apparently hanging out with RVD. Mm-hmm. Man. Man. Street Profits are cool. I hope they have a great match. The Street Profits are cool, but this shit doesn't matter. This shit doesn't... Who cares? They did, they did acknowledge that the Fiend might be Beetlejuice, which is kind of cool. I do like Beetlejuice, and it is spooky season now. Yeah. Lacey Evans versus Natalia had a match that made no sense. Hooray, this again. Why is this not like a kickoff match? Because they've been building this for weeks. Why was this on Raw? Building it for weeks? You mean doing it for weeks? No, they they haven't been wrestling. Lacey Evans has been wrestling other people and doing the sharpshooter and Natty's been Yeah, after she fought Natalia like twice. What? I don't... I must not have been paying attention because I don't remember that. You were! Like, she totally has fought Natalia before. 
Why are they do- that whole thing where she threw the fucking handkerchief in her face and then pinned her or hit the women's right? Why are they doing this? That's why she's doing the sharpshooter. Why are they doing this? Why do they do anything? Yeah, they see one by raking her in the eyes and pulling the tights, even though the tie's outfit doesn't work that way. Yeah, like they, she's trying to like grab like the fringe or something, but like really didn't do that at all. So it just like can't blame her. There is no fringe there, really. Yeah. Weird finish, and then she hit the woman's right afterward because fuck it, and punch her sort of in the throat, kind of a little bit. That's better than punch her in the face, I would say. I think that'd be a much better use of it. Yeah, but it also just didn't look great. We, we had a segment with John Cena announced, and he's uh, was on the Ellen Show and supporting veterans who are you know might be suicidal after serving. Called Fit Ops. That's cool. Until Veterans Day, he's going to match a million dollars in donations. So that's cool. That's cool. We probably don't need to advertise his charity, though. Yeah, I just wanted to mention this. They said it's cool. Uh, Brock Lesnar was supposed to address his actions but instead we got video package of the assault again and uh, the other uh, not Charlie I forget what who's the other lady you know this is Sarah Schreiber I Sarah know. Schreiber that's probably it trying to get there and Paul Heyman's like no we're sorry but also it's Vince McMahon's fault for fucking inviting Brock when he's in fight mode. Like, you you knew this is what was going to happen. It's all your fault. And now, and then he cut a promo about Kofi and how he's going to get fucking killed on Friday, which is true. And, yeah. That's your, that's your promotion for Fox. Where Brock Lesnar is going to win the title on Fox. Are you excited? No. Okay. Charlie wasn't doing this because she was busy talking to uh, a very pregnant uh, Maria Canellis. Hooray. She's like, yeah, the, the Rusev thing's not real. Stop. My favorite storyline. Because Lana's... He's got problems with Lana instead. Because, again, point that out. But then out of nowhere, Sasha Banks just shows up and grabs the microphone. Yeah. I, I, I like this part. Cuts a promo. It's like, actually, fuck you, Becky. I've been in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And she's, she had a great line. No man will win my match. The man will win her match. Oh, of course, but still. A good line by Sasha. Then, before we go to commercial, a limo shows up, and is it John Morrison? Should have been. No, it's something much worse. Because we're into the main event. It is for the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins. I actually just realized that that was what this fucking limo was about. Really? I know. That was some dumb shit. It's a big limo, so of course he had to fit a guy that big. So, uh, Seth Rollins. It's just by the time that they got to it, I, I had already completely forgotten the limo thing. That's crazy. But yeah. Uh, Universal Championship, Seth Rollins defending against Rusev for some reason. Uh, a solid start, but when they go to commercial, there's Fiend graphics that pop up. That was weird. That was weird. 
Then when we come back, suddenly Randy Orton and Baron Corbin, excuse me, King Corbin are on the ramp. They were always there. They were? They were there when Seth came out. I didn't know. Again, I was setting up for the show, so I wasn't fully paying attention. Yeah, they were always they were always there. It was there was just you know because Seth came out and it was like, wait, where the fuck did they come from? That's weird. But no, it was pointed out that yeah, they were there to to just stand there and and watch the match and mock Seth and and Rusev, I guess. Uh, King keeps bringing up that the armor of Bray Wyatt's around, of the Fiend's around during the match, and he needs to not keep making he's a about He's got a sixth sense now that he's been throat attacked. Yeah, he's got a sixth sense about that and children, but we don't need to go there. <sighs> Shall we? Shall just, we just talk about what happened next? Deserve the bandaid off. Bobby Lashley shows up. He was the guy in the limo. Fucking Bobby. Why? Fucking Bobby Why? Lashley. Who missed Why? this guy? Did you miss him? I didn't. Hell no. I have like I'd be more excited if Drew McIntyre showed up at this point. And I wouldn't still wouldn't be that excited. And then he keeps motioning to the entrance and nothing's happening. Because they totally and Rusev is just keep looking more and more upset, and it's just like, what is going on? Even though we all know what's about to happen, it's just like, please don't do this, please don't do this, please don't do this. I would imagine Lana kept was in Gorilla and kept saying, "I don't want to do this," and they forced her to. Yeah, because Lana came out, and, and then. Here's cue like a minute and a half of the grossest, most uncomfortable fucking making out with Bobby Lashley. They were ever. really getting into it. I don't, I don't understand. Like, she is legitimately married to Rusev. That's got to be fucking weird. I I don't. I don't know what the point of this. Are was. they having actual problems? I don't know. Is this a total Divas storyline? I don't know. I bet you this is a total Divas storyline. I guarantee you that's... Because this, they're premiering this week. This is what they're fucking doing. They're trying to drive us to the fucking TV show. All I know is this really bothered me. Good news that The Fiend showed up. And the, and the Fiend was not at all bothered by uh, Rusev. In fact, he seemingly felt bad for Rusev. I, I, well, I was going to say, the Fiend showed up and started making out with Lana. No, Fiend showed up and started making out with Seth. With his hand. Yeah, as you do. How else, How do you make out? Uh, uh, that, that's. Uh, I'll explain that to you later. Yeah. Uh, Cora in the chat asked if this is Rusev's welcome to America present since he just became a citizen. They did keep bringing it up that he just became a citizen. I thought that was his face turn. I guess this is his face turn? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. This this, and this and whole ending was a mess. The, the, yep, this sucks. The Saudi Arabia stuff was also a mess. The rest of the show was competent. You know, it was your average Raw, basically. Yeah. A decent episode from the worst 
show on television. Again, hope again, hope there's hope that things change with the draft, but who knows? It's still USA. We'll see how Fox does on Friday. And spe- speaking of which, John, you want to quickly go over what's coming up in the week and give some like quick predictions? Sure. Because SmackDown is making her Fox debut on Friday. Uh, Brock Lesnar, is he winning the title? Yes, what? I just want to ask. I'm just asking questions. Uh, a ladder match for the loser leaves WWE. Is Shane leaving? Or is KO going to NXT? Shane's leaving. I agree. I also think Shane is going for to Raw. No, I think he's just leaving for a while. He's going to go on hiatus. He's going to go home and be a family man. Um, do you think... Well, this... I wrote this before Raw. I was asked, do you think any legends are going to set up things for Saudi Arabia? And we got that on Raw. Do you think there's going to be any more? Eh. Do you think Sting's going to show do something? Eh. Okay. Yeah. It's just a picture of him. Damn. What what if someone what if Hogan shows up carrying a picture of Sting and that's Sting's appearance for the show? Sure. I mean it would make sense for Sting to, you know Oh, I got an idea, John. What if Sting shows up on SmackDown, but he's Joker Sting because the Joker movie's coming out on Friday? I hate it. Man, I can see it though. <laughs> Let's talk about AEW real fast, because that's a show that you're going to be covering on your other podcast. Uh, who is who is going to win the Women's Championship? Is it going to be Riho, or is it going to be Nyla Rose? Nyla. I think it's going to be Riho. I, I think Kenny's friend is going to win the belt, because he can't win anything. And... Yeah, I don't know. Who do you think is going to be Jericho's partners? Who's your legitimate picks for that? My prediction is I genuinely don't know. Do you think it's going to be LAX? I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up just being them, but I I, I genuinely think it's going to be a debut. Cool. Like someone that we like have not had on our radar at all. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, they've they've said many times before that like they have a bunch of people signed that they just haven't used yet. That'd be, that'd be neat. I'm curious, I'm curious to see what happens. All right, and uh, quickly with NXT, uh, is Adam Cole going to retain against Matt Riddle, or is Matt Riddle your new champion? I think Riddle's going to take it. I think Cole's going to retain. I think it's too soon to get it off the Undisputed Era as they're just getting on USA now. I agree with you. I think Riddle's going to take it. Okay. And Cole's going to be, once again, be the only one without a belt and he's going to lose his mind. Oh, man. Then, uh, so you think Fish and O'Reilly will retain against the Street Profits? Yes. I agree. Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler defending against Candice LeRae. Candice is winning that gold. I agree. So we And then on- going to be murdered by EO. 
Yep. So we agree on everything on NXT except for the main title. I'd be fine with Cole winning. Maybe. I just could see them hot-shotting Riddle. Yeah, I could too. I just don't think it's time yet. I agree, but I could see them do it. That's what I'm saying. I could see it, but I hope not. But yeah. But John, that is it for Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. We do this show live every Monday night after Monday Night Raw, so make sure you check it out at twitch.tv slash prowrestling. We have a Patreon at patreon.cool, so make sure you check that out, see what rewards we have in the coming month or so. We're going to try to get more content out there for people who support us. So thank you, everyone who does. And if you don't, why not start at a dollar? You get the show notes for this show, and also you get the show notes for the Heal Alternative, which will be coming out with their debut episode this Thursday morning. So check that out on this podcast feed, along with ProWrestling.Cool and ZoneCast.com. Social media for this site, you can search for ProWrestling.Cool on Facebook, or go to Twitter at PWDOTC. John, where can we find you on social media? At I am John GM. Yep, and I am on Twitter at the underscore ozone. Uh, th- shout out to Core in the chat, saying GG to us. Shout out to Rhythm Bastard who was in the chat earlier. Thank you all for tuning in. GG. Uh, we will be back next Monday with another episode. Our first one with with SmackDown and Raw, and also shit, we're also gonna have Hell in a Cell as well, aren't we? It's it's gonna be a packed episode, but don't worry. If you need more John, he'll be back Thursday morning with the Heel Alternative, covering good wrestling. Nice change of pace. So until then, I'm going to sleep now. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.